Michael J. Fox, life hasn't been easy. Hello? Hi. I'm going through changes. His voice is changing. Give me a keg of beer. Is there anything wrong with me? He's got hair on his chest. He stopped being a boy. What do you think about to get worked up? At last, he's become... Scott? Scott Howard? This is your father speaking. Now open this door right this minute. A wolf. An explanation is probably long overdue. Dad, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. He's always wanted to be something special, but he never expected this. Teen Wolf. He's got style. There's something different about you. Did you change your hair? He's got class. Wolf person. He's got hair all over his body. Wolves aren't supposed to be shy. He's a wolf in teen's clothing. And tonight is his night to howl. Teen Wolf, a new comedy with Michael J. Fox, star of Back to the Future. Hello and welcome to Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children in the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. Uh, and as we mentioned last week here, uh, I do have my co-host, Mike, back with me. Hello. Hello, Mike. And we are going to go back to 1985. And we're even going to go back to the future, or, or to the past, <laughs> with a Back to the Future star. But this is not Back to the Future. <laughs> no. Uh, no, instead, instead of uh, going 88 miles an hour, he just kind of cruises through life in high school as a werewolf. Uh, so what movie are we covering? We are covering Teen Wolf from 1985 with Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, obviously, I, I'm going to admit I have not seen this movie in a while. However, I have seen it umpteen million times. So yeah. my memory is pretty good with this movie. And it's it's a likable movie. I liked it for what it was. Uh, what were your thoughts on the film? Hey, I, You know, honestly, I think the first time I ever saw this was when it hit the wonderful world of Disney. Really? <laughs> I think the first time I ever saw it was on TV. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I love this movie. I think it's a great film. It's a, I'm not the kind of person, I, I, I'm not a horror genre fan at all. Oh, I, no. My, my mom, uh, you know, <sighs> tortured me with Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and all that and, you know, watching that crap at, you know, and I say crap loosely, I don't mean crap as in it's bad, but watching that crap uh, at, you know, five, six, seven years old tends to push you in the other direction of not yeah. liking horror. I'm one of these people that I can't even watch Unsolved Mysteries at two o'clock in the morning. Oh. I just can't. 
I don't you know? blame you for some of that. <laughs> I mean, some of those uh, some of those unsolved mystery stories are scarier than Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, especially when you start uh, seeing the guys that are you know that are unsolved uh, mysteries and they're they've been on the run for sixteen years and they look like your next door neighbor. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but no, I I mean I I like the fun kind of Halloween comedy films and I say that and people are going to probably look at like. Stuff like the scary movie franchise. I think I saw the first one. I, yeah. I, it's just no. You know, I I saw I saw that one. I saw the second one. I believe that was on a date with my wife, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like, eh, okay. We laughed at it. We're like, this is stupid, but you know, hey, we've already paid the tick paid for the tickets. We're just gonna sit here and watch it. So. Uh, but with Teen Wolf, I, you know, I mean, I, the very first time I ever saw this film, believe it or not, was on HBO or Showtime, whatever channel it was at the time, my babysitter had it Mm -hmm. and we sat there and watched it. And it was like, for some reason, like that month that it was, that it debuted on HBO, it must've ran like four or five times in a week. Mm -hmm. And so we got to see it again and again and again. And I loved it. You know, I mean, I didn't understand half the jokes when I was seeing it for the first time. I was mm-hmm. young. What do you expect? <laughs> you know, but now now when you go and you see the, you know, seven minutes in heaven in the closet type of thing. And, you know, you, you see him going on with the hot chick is the werewolf. And she's like, you know, going topless. I never understood that. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't understand that when I first saw it. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but no, I really like this film. I mean, it was for those who don't know a whole lot about this film. Uh, I was a little surprised to find this out. This is a it's a American fantasy com- uh, comedy film. Has Michael J. Fox as Scott Howard, who's a high school student who discovers that his family has an unusual pedigree when he finds himself transforming into a werewolf. Uh, and the script, Joseph Loeb the Third, A.K.A. Jeff Loeb. Wow. Yeah. I just, wow. I know. I saw that. I'm like, that's got to be a coincidence. I'm like, nah, it can't be the same guy. And I clicked on the link here for it, brought it up. Sure enough, this is the same Jeff Loeb that is the current head of, of Marvel TV. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Loeb is doing, you know, he's he's doing, uh, he did Batman Hush, Batman Long Halloween, uh all sorts of different colors for Daredevil, Hulk, and Spider-Man. He also did a Superman, Batman uh, stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done for film and television. He did. Uh, he also did Commando in addition to Law, uh, Teen Wolf for 1985. He had some writing going on for Heroes. Uh, he had a little bit of writing going on for Lost as well. So, I mean, he's got a pretty good pedigree. <laughs> mm. uh, met the guy... I'm going to be honest, maybe it was just he was having a bad day because people were being kind of dicks at him to mm-hmm. him at Comic-Con, but he was kind of a dick to everybody. Maybe it was just that time of day or something, you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So, anyway, uh, let's let's kind of talk a little bit about the history of this film here, or I shouldn't say the history, but the plot of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really... There really isn't a whole lot to this. It's basically 
you have a team. He's kind of going through life. He, he's kind of a screw up, you know, kind of just being average. He's uh, Scott Howard is an average, you know, he's, he's a jaw geek is the best way I can say it is jaw geek. He's a jock slash geek. Cause he turns from a geek into a jock. Um, yeah. He uh, he's basically your average nerdy eighties eighties kid. Uh, he did. I would almost put him as an older version of Scotty Smalls. Honestly, yeah. Um, he he's that type of character uh, where he's pretty much by the book. Like his buddy Styles always wants to break the rules and everything else, and he just just wants to be left alone and you know, not draw too much attention to himself. He's, he's very introverted and finding out about the family curse makes him a huge extrovert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that family curse, obviously we've mentioned it, that he is a werewolf and I love how he finds out he comes rushing home, you know, and he's like, he runs into the bathroom. And he's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, dad. Um, and his dad's like, Hey, there's, you know, son, open this door. Open the door right now. Scott, I'm telling you, I am your father. And Scott transforms into a werewolf, opens up the door, and he's like, I guess we should have explained this and talked about this a lot sooner than we did <laughs> as a full werewolf. <laughs> yeah, you think? I, I, I love that. And just see, he's like, uh, you think? You know, we, we really should have had this talk, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, that was just great. That And some of the scenes leading up to that transformation the very first time, uh, when he goes in to try and buy the beer and, and Styles gives him the money, hands him a fake water gun and says, here, just go ahead. And, you know, he starts giving you a problem. Make him look like you're sticking him up or something for the beer. Styles is such a douchebag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, of course, what does he do? He's, he's, he goes in to buy the beer and he, he like, looks at the... He looks at the guy and he's like, give me the beer. I want to buy a keg of beer. And about that point in time, his voice takes this transformation from the high squeaky Michael J. Fox voice to this down low demonic voice and his eyes turn red. And the guy basically pisses himself and says, take the beer, take the beer. <laughs> I love that. It was hilarious for that scene. Uh, but I mean, you've got that. You've got when he and Boof are making out in the closet and he like shreds the back of her shirt. And when she comes out, like the whole back of her shirt's shredded and it just kind of looks like this total 80s style. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I love how they put this thing together, how you see him kind of starting off as being, you know, as you mentioned, the kind of geeky jock, he kind of screws up with the basketball team. They're not really all that good. And he ends up going through, finding out the change, and then all of a sudden he has that, like, surprise change in the middle of a basketball game. And that I always thought was kind of weird because he goes from, like, this... He's all crowded around. Everybody's trying to get the ball from him, and poof. He's hairy as fuck. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, honestly, when I saw it, I didn't really think much as, like, a werewolf. I thought it was, like, some sort of gorilla or something. Like, a bad gorilla suit was what it looked like. Mm. It's like somebody went to the wrong furry costume shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good good way to put it. 
but yeah, I mean, the the fact that from there, once everybody finds out about a secret, they're like, oh, you know, hey, Teen Wolf, 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 you know, come on out. And he's he's going to the dance. You know, he's he's got the hot girl who's chasing after him now. Um, you know, he still has the hot girl's uh, boyfriend, Mick McAllister. Mm-hmm. And Mick, I, I won't forget the scene when they were at the bowling alley and he's bowling all these strikes. And Mick looks at him and says, yeah, you know, he goes, I remember when I shot your mom's head off when she tried to get into my backyard and steal some of my chickens, shot her head off with a shotgun. And about that point, he just like goes off and was trying to brawl with him. And they're like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, did you say his last name was McAllister? I wonder if he's yes. related to Kevin McAllister. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. It's it's the... the How many kids did the McAllister... Uh, so many damn kids in that Home Alone movie, I can't tell who's who's and what's... The only one I know that is not Peter and Kate's is, uh, is Fuller, because he always wets the bed. But they have like four or five kids, including Kevin. It's like, hey, oh, yeah. this is Buzz's older brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, you know, I mean, for what it was, I thought this movie was good. We do see him going through at the very end. He finally is like, you know what? I'm not going to wolf out. I'm not going to be the wolf. I want to go through and, and win this game, not by being who I am, by, not by being that werewolf, but by being me. And they managed to come back at the very end of the championship game. Score the, he scores the last two shots. They're done. They win the game. He gets to go over, and uh, Pamela wants to kiss him. You know, as the hot chick, and he runs over to Boof instead, and ha- they have this kiss. Mm-hmm. And you know that was kind of it. And it's like, oh, you know, she walks. Pamela walks off from Mick, and you know, Styles is going on with his life and just kind of screwing around. Everybody's kind of celebrating about the win, and. That's the way the end of the movie happens. Uh, no real surprise for what it is. Again, if you think that I spoiled the movie, well, go fuck yourself. This movie's been out since 1985. Yeah, I mean, this movie is 30 years old. Thankfully, this movie didn't predict any future things because next year we all have to be on hoverboards. We all have to be, you know, wearing what Biff and company wore. It's like, oh, my God. I'm still waiting for my Pepsi free and my uh, <laughs> my grilled sushi and, you know, the Michael Jackson lookalike thing in, in the cafe 80s. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> you know what I'm waiting on? You know what I'm really waiting on? I'm afraid Hot- to ask hydrating pizzas yes like instant pizza (laughs) yes uh but no i i you know i mean i love this film for what it was Mm. one of there are some things about this film uh let's let's talk about the cast first before we start really getting into the trivia and stuff that i have here uh obviously we've got michael j fox who everybody knows as marty mcfly from back to the future or alex Uh, p keaton from family ties yeah and that was actually kind of it was kind of interesting that he got to do this film because uh, Meredith Daniels got pregnant while they were doing Family Ties, and so he thought that he wasn't going to have time to go off and do Teen Wolf. And then they came back, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, you know what? We have to take time off. So let me film this film." He was making money off of it. I can't blame him. Uh, you know, I mean, you had you had him, Susan Ursitti as Booth Marconi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got to be honest. Boof, really? Where the fuck did they get that name? 
I don't know. You know, it was just uh, there's there's some goofy names. I mean, I just look at it. I I really don't know of a whole lot of people who've gone on to do other things. I honestly think the two out of this entire cast that are the most interesting are obviously Michael J. Fox mm-hmm. and uh, and James Hampton. I mean, yeah, Jake, who played his dad. I mean, James Hampton has been in a lot of stuff. I mean, this guy got his you know debut in uh, 1970 with Soldier Blue. He went on to do. He's in. He was in Sling Blade. He was in Pump Up the Volume. Even though people hate this movie, he was in Police Academy Five. Okay. Uh, he was Jerry Blevins in Murder She Wrote. Um, for television, oh, actually, television is where he really premiered. He was Jeb Willis uh, and Elab Hagen for three episodes. In Gunsmoke, 63 to 65. So really, Gunsmoke is where he debuted on TV. He was in Gomer Pyle, USMC, Rawhide, F Troop. Um, You know, uh, he was in, uh, let me see, uh, uh, Attack on Terror, the FBI versus the Ku Ku Klux Klan. Uh, He was in, let's see, 83, 84. Uh, He was... Herb in two episodes of Who's the Boss from 84 to 85. Um, he was in Punky Brewster. <laughs> and this is the dad. He was Mr. Malatesta in Full House. Uh, he was on Newhart in 1990. Uh, the last role that people would remember him from... Actually, no. Um, the last role was... Uh, Melrose Place, Harry Allen, he played one episode. Um, but he went on to direct uh, Grace Under Fire, Smart Guy, and Sister Sister between 97 and 98. And he doesn't, I, I'm trying to think, is he, is he, uh, no, he's, he's still with us. Yeah. So, um, but born in know. 36, so the man's got yeah. some years on him. Oh, yeah. I was 78 years old, yeah. I mean, but, uh, you know, I just see that picture of him in in, in 68 uh, here on the wiki, and it's like, wow, now I remember the dad from, from Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's gotten around. I'll give him that. It's just one of those things that, like, you always see him, and you're like, where else have I seen him in? Nothing, really. <laughs> uh but no, I mean, like looking at some of these other ones here, I really don't know them. Like, I mean, okay, I know that uh, Susan or City, who is Boof, she shows up in Zapped. Uh, mm-hmm. She was in Defense Play back in '88. Uh, she showed up on an episode of Charles in Charge in '87. <laughs> but really, not a whole lot as an actress. I mean, she's only got like 13 credits to her name. So. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean honestly, I think Styles and uh, Scott and Styles were supposed to be the two leads here, outside of the father. Yeah, I think they were supposed to be the two leads, and they were supposed to be, you know, the star. See, this is the thing, folks. Nineteen eighty-five. This is back in the day. If you look at the poster for this movie, like you can't even see, or I can't. Maybe it's just that I'm old and my vision sucks, but. I mean, unless you're looking at his shirt, 
the first thing you see when you just look at the poster, Michael J. Fox in giant fucking letters under the image. This was back in the day when the star's name was the biggest thing on the poster. Yeah. And they don't do that nowadays. They they don't do that at all. I mean, you you look at something like Transformers. You know, you look at something like Avengers. You look at something like, um, um, you know, Iron Man 3. You know, you see the name of the movie before you see the names of who's in the movie. I mean, in, in this yeah. day and age, I mean, it's 30 years later from when this film came out. You know, we have technology. We, you know, I mean... I mean, hell, the Avengers trailer just leaked, you know, so we yeah. know who's in that movie, you know, for, for Age of Ultron. But but this is back in a day where I'm not saying that stars don't matter now. They absolutely do, because without them, we wouldn't have some of the movies we have. But oh, yeah. the way the posters are made now, it's more of, hey, this is what you're going to see. This isn't who you're going to see. This is what you are going to see. It's Avengers. It's Iron Man. It's Transformers. It's Batman. It's Superman. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, but back then, they had to sell the name of the star so people would come see it. And back then, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have, you know... How we found out about who was in what and what was going to be coming out, ladies and gentlemen, we either watched Ebert and uh, Siskel and Ebert, we either watched them, Leonard Malton on Entertainment Tonight or Entertainment Tonight in general, or you know, uh, you know, something like that. We didn't, you know, back in the eighties, they actually reported entertainment news on the news. It was like maybe a two-minute segment or something. Yeah. You know, so so you know, newscasts. When I was a kid, newscast was obviously it's you know, uh, you know, eleven to eleven thirty-five p.m. Because usually on most major channels, eleven thirty-five is when Tonight Show and Late Show and all that stuff came out. So eleven, they have thirty-five minutes to fit in all of the news of that day, both local and national. If they have any national coverage that night, they have to fit in the weather. And they have to fit in sports. Those are the, you know, the you know the local, national weather and sports are the four main components of a newscast. There might be a, there used to be a fifth called entertainment, but then all these things like Entertainment Tonight and Hard Copy and Inside Edition and and um, what's the other one that Mario Lopez hosts now? Crap, uh, I can't think of it. Uh, isn't it? E uh, um, isn't it Inside Edition? No, in no, no, no. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. You yeah. know, but we have all these entertainment news magazines now where the regular news, you don't need to have it anymore. And and nowadays we have the internet. Back then we didn't have that. So this was a this is an age-old time where back then marketing on a poster for a star had to be done because if it wasn't nobody would know who they are. Oh yeah, it's you know, again, another Michael J. Fox film, Secret of My Success. Yeah. You see his name that's just as big as the words Secret of My Success on the movie poster because that was the draw. You know, it, it was – and I want to say that the 80s, in a lot of respects, this is kind of how things were for a lot of films, for lesser-known films, especially if they were trying to just lure people in. They used <clears throat> big names because, you know – I know that there were some films out there that they didn't need to put the names on the poster. Ghostbusters, for example. Okay. 
they had just the logo, and everybody kind of was like, ooh. Then again, they had a hit song with, with uh, Ray, Ray, Ray Parker, Parker Jr., Jr. so yep. I almost said Ray Charles, and I knew that was wrong. No. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Come on now. There, there's a huge difference between who you're going to call and you got the right one, baby. I mean, come on. There's a yeah. huge difference between those. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, this this was definitely a, a great film for that. I mean, again, cast, not so much. Uh, I did look at one thing here, just to kind of bring it up with, with uh, Jerry Levine, who was uh, – he was Styles on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry, actually, he's not really so much an actor – Again, he only has he's got 27 movies to his credits for for acting, but the guy actually has a shitload more for directing. Uh he's done things like Elementary, Hawaii 50, uh mm-hmm. CSI New York, Are We There Yet? Uh 90210, Life Unexpected. I mean, I'm just looking Everybody Hates Chris. The guy's got a huge directorial uh, basis for his for his stuff. So I mean, it's not like he's completely out of the industry. He's just kind of stepped behind the cameras instead. Uh, so I mean, we've pretty much covered. There, there are other characters in this film, but they really didn't do a whole lot since since Teen Wolf. It was kind of like eh, they faded off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do have some interesting trivia about this film, though. Uh, let me. Oh, excuse me. A uh, couple of things that I did pick up on it that I thought was funny. Uh, obviously, we know that Marty McFly, you know, Michael J. Fox was in Back to the Future. However, his house, Scott Howard's house, was located on the same block as the 1955 George McFly and 1955 Lorraine Baines houses from Back to the Future. Hmm, interesting. And the Howard house where Scott Howard lived in Teen Wolf is the same house as Marty's mother's house, which is the Baines house in 1955 back to the future. Hmm. So I was kind of like, okay, you know, obviously there's something going on. They were filming it on the universal studios lot. <laughs> uh, I, I love this. I, I, I saw this bit of trivia here uh, at the very end of the show, very end of the movie, you see Scott and he kind of sinks the shot at the end of the game and he goes running up into the stands to hug his father. Mm-hmm. Right behind Michael J. Fox and James Hampton, there's an extra who's in a red sweater. They can be seen with an unzipped fly. <laughs> okay, now supposedly there was, you know, internet rumors being what they are. Uh, it created this rumor that said that it was the an extra who was a man who was actually trying to stick his little dingus out there so that the world could see him. Uh, turns out that was true. That was not true. If you yeah. if you look at the full frame version of the film, it actually reveals that the extra is a woman. <laughs> so nothing there, no horse to get out of the barn. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know the the there was there was a couple of other things here in Brazil uh-huh. when they did this film because this movie was released right after the Back to the Future in Brazil. Uh, Teen Wolf re- received the title Garoto do Futuro which means boy from the future. Now, <laughs> I find this funny because there is nothing in the plot of Teen Wolf that has anything to do with time travel whatsoever. So they were obviously playing on Michael J. Fox's fame from Back to the Future. Yeah. 
Uh, and then I love this. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had a guy named Greg White. Mm-hmm. Only Greg's name is no longer Greg White. He actually changed his name on December 15th, 2008, because of the inspiration of Teen Wolf. He changed it to Styles G. White. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Just, just no. Yeah. You know, come on, people. You're sounding stupid. Just stop, okay? Uh, now, a couple things about the film here. Obviously, this was a huge film. You know, it was popular enough to where they wanted to do some sequels of it. Do we have to talk about this crap? <laughs> okay, I, I'm just going to bring it up. There, there was one that I thought was kind of interesting, okay? The, I, I'm going to say right now, if you guys are looking for the sequels, there is one out there called Teen Wolf 2. Don't bother. Jason Bateman plays a boxer who... He he plays Scott's cousin, Todd. Yeah. Todd yeah. Howe. Like, uh, just... The only two people that reprise their roles are the father, he plays uncle, because he's his uncle, and somebody else, I forget who the other person was, I don't know name. I'm not looking at the information anymore, but... Uh, honestly, anything outside of the original, I don't care. Yeah. I, I really... I have not seen the 90s series. I have not seen the current MTV series. I have not seen any remakes. Or I, I saw the sequel, and I'm like, that's it. I'm done. The original is all I'm going to watch. Yeah, that's that's really that's the best one. Don't bother with the second one. Uh, they did have a very short-lived cartoon series, which came out, I want to say, on CBS uh, <laughs> back in 86. Yeah. And... Uh, James Hampton actually reprised his role as Scott's father. He did the voicing for Scott's father on that one. So it was kind of nice to hear his voice for that. Uh, Mm -hmm. The one that interests me the most, though, it never actually was filmed. It was planned, was they were going to do a third movie of Teen Wolf, and they were going to have Alyssa Milano star in it. And I'm just kind of like, you know... Girls as werewolves just don't work for me. Um, She was better off in Embrace of the Vampire where she goes topless. Much, much better to see. (laughs) Can't see her with all the fur on her body. Oh, Lord. Yeah. (laughs) You know. And, And, of course, as you mentioned, we do have the MTV series, which, okay, here's what I'm going to say about it. It's a tween series. Okay. It's a twi series is what it is. It's yeah. it's it's <laughs> they did this series more to capture the Twilight audience than anything else. Yeah, it's it's romance, it's horror, it's werewolf mythology. All the comedy was left on the cutting room floor and it's just Yeah, you have Scott, you have Styles. I, I watched one episode to see, you know, because I thought that, oh, this is going to be like the like the film because it's Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. No. I was sorely disappointed. I stopped watching it. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things. And un- unfortunately, I wish I could say it was better, but no. <laughs> uh, 
So I, I think that's pretty much all that I have here for this, Mike. Do you have oh, yeah. Else? No. <laughs> You're like, uh... I mean, no, I mean, it, it, I love the movie, but there's just nothing... Yeah. This is one of those movies that it's beginning, middle, end. I mean... It doesn't really have any logistical problems in it. It doesn't have any pacing problems in it. The, the You know, the tone of the movie was fine... It adds more comedy than it does horror, so that's fine with me. Um, you know, it's an overall, it's a classic film at this point. I mean, hell, it's going to be 30 years old next year. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. Would you say that this would be appropriate for, you know, younger kids, like, you know, 6 to 10 years old type thing? I mean, I watched it when I was 6 or 7 or 8, but... And, and, I mean, you weren't scared by I, anything in there, I don't think. Oh, I mean, a little bit. I was, you know, when when they, when when they, when he did the crowd around scene, I did, as a kid, I did jump. Okay. When he, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would recommend this for children that young, maybe nine or ten and up. Um, it, it just, and plus it's, you know... Kids today, they're more, you know, kids today seem to go more towards what Disney Channel is doing with because the Disney Channel has had several different, I mean, they've got the Halloween Town series of films, they've got the Girl versus Monster, they've got, you know, this this new miniseries, I have not been watching it, I just don't care, called Evermore or... Evan or whatever the hell it, I don't know. Yeah, I know what um, you're talking about. You know, so I mean, and honestly, probably half of the stuff that they talk about in Teen Wolf, kids today would not understand. Like, it boggles my mind that the company that is that put out the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack is putting it out on cassette. Oh my god! Okay, I, like Let's... vinyl, <laughs> vinyl, I can see because. There are still, you know, people still have record players, but seriously, who the still ha- hell has a Sony Walkman or a cassette recorder or, you know, I mean, and I don't even think you can go into a Radio Shack's back room and find a cassette recorder anymore. And Radio Shack used to be the best place to find those things. You know, I have a feeling that you're going to see a resurgence, a very small, short-lived resurgence of cassette players simply because they're re-releasing this on cassette. Yeah. You know, it, it's you're going to have the hipsters that are going to have to go out and get it and be like, look, I've got it. I've got it. I'm cool. Uh, you know, I, I said this on on uh, the, the, this week's Altered Geek. I said, you know, I, when I want a soundtrack or I want music now or, you know, whatever, music, movies, whatever. I mean, if with movies and TV, if I can't stream it on Netflix, I will go to iTunes and if they have it, great. Uh, for music, I only buy stuff from iTunes because that is my core music yeah. player for my computer. And if it's not there, then I'll find some other way of finding it. But it's one of those things where, like, the only CDs I have, I think I've bought, this year I bought one band CD. I, blo- I bought... Uh, Blackstone Cherry's new rock album, uh, Magic Mountain. That's the only CD I've bought other than La La Land Records sending me review copy soundtrack discs. So the only CDs I have outside of Blackstone Cherry and my autographed Stan Bush CDs is um, 
you know, soundtrack discs that, well, and records that sent me to review. I don't buy CDs anymore. It's yeah. not that I don't like the technology. I love the technology, but it's just, it's so much easier for me to say, okay, this album is coming out this coming Tuesday. As soon as I wake up on Tuesday, I'm just going to go ahead and find it on iTunes, click buy, and boom, it's there, it's done. Yeah. You know, no muss, no fuss, no hassle. Yeah, and I'm kind of the same way. I mean, it's I, – I still have somewhere – I know I have the original cocktail soundtrack on cassette. <laughs> uh, again, these things are because <laughs> – they came out well before iPods were popular, before iPods and MP3 players were even a thing. Yes. So that's part of the reason why I still have some of these things on cassette. I still have a cassette player. Does it work properly? Ah, you know? <laughs> uh, but, you know, these are these are throwbacks to the 80s. These are throwbacks to when I grew up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, why we're talking about talking about my generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll cut it off here. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to put in for this. I, there's a <laughs> couple of songs to put in for this film. Uh, I just don't know what I'm going to put in. I'm going to find some stuff and, and maybe splice some stuff together. We'll have to see. Yeah. I'm honestly trying to remember. I mean, I know I looked at the at the, at the soundtrack for it, but I honestly cannot remember. I swear, and maybe this is just my own brain here, I swear they had um, uh, the song from Ferris Bueller in this at the end of... Uh, the song is at the end of Ferris Bueller. I could have sworn they had it in here somewhere, but apparently not. Mm, not that I'm aware of. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, no, now, now it's going to bug me. I'm going to have to go and look and see what they've got, see the soundtracks. Yeah. Um Good news, silhouette, way to go, yeah. big bad wolf, uh, shooting for the moons, surfing USA by the Beach Boys when he's. Dead. That's what it. That's what I was thinking of. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, surfing USA works. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll find something. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I don't know, because there's there's a couple of them that I I know of. There's. There's the one where they're playing basketball, and I can't think of what's called, mm-hmm. but it's on here, so I may put that in. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> uh, so we'll go with that. Uh, Mike, you have anything for Geekcast Radio that you want to pimp out? Uh, not right now. We've got uh, a bunch of stuff going on. Um, just head on over to geekcastradio.com and check it all out. All right. I, I want to thank everybody for listening. Please go visit us on mygenerationpodcast.com. You can leave us comments there. Uh, you can you can add us and subscribe to us if you haven't already. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we are under Talking About My Generation. You can leave us a comment there if you want. You can also follow us on Facebook. Uh, if you want to leave us an email, write us at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, so we'll go ahead and close this out, and we'll be back next week. We are going to do one more Halloween film this time we're going to kind of go away from werewolves and go into vampires and Uh, no they do not sparkle thank god (laughs) vampires i'm going to say this right now vampires should not sparkle they should burst into fucking flame when the sun hits them
All right, so enough said. We'll move on and we'll talk about vampires next week. Clothes catch on fire Then my car hits a tree You might think it's a big catastrophe Just seems normal to me